0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance. I am Shane White, your host, and this is episode 49. Um, If you haven't listened to my recent interview with John Fosco on episode 48, I would recommend going back and listening to that one next, um, as he had a ton of valuable information that I think could be really helpful for a lot of you Um, investing this week in the market. So I'm just going to kick it off today with a little bit of market performance. The markets have started off back and forth this week. Uh, Today is Tuesday and uh, today is a very green day in the market. So the Dow's up 3%, the S&P just over 2% up, the NASDAQ is at 1.78% and the Shane index is trailing behind ever so slightly today at 1.54% up. So pretty good across the board. Um, it's, I think there's a lot of interesting news, as always. I mean, ever since I've started the podcast, it seems that there's never a lack of news that's affecting the stock market. So um, my strategy right now is just, I'm continuously putting small amounts of money back into the market, either weekly or biweekly, and um not that you know i am no hedge fund manager but uh i think my strategy is going to be something that's going to mirror a lot of what i've read a lot through warren buffett's teachings so i'm just trying to you know i say this all the time on the podcast but i'm truly not trying to time the market what's more important to me is time in the market so with partial shares And the capabilities of partial shares and zero commissions um, on all trades through Robinhood, I'm really just trying to be consistent at this point, um, especially with all the uncertainty between COVID um, and different things with the protests for George Floyd these days. There's lots of uncertainty when it comes to investments, but I think the one consistency that you can do is just slowly but surely keep adding to the pie. So that is what I'm doing. And before I jump into today's topic, I, I hope everyone already notices a big change in the podcast. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening just on, in the audio form, I'm hoping something sounds different. Uh, I finally, after tons and tons of feedback from a lot of you on how poor and shitty the audio is quality was. uh, I invested in a better setup. I hope this sounds a lot better for all of you. I apologize in the past for the, you know, pop of the peas and the, you know, the annoyances that come with a poor quality microphone and no windscreen. So I added uh, a few things here and hoping the sound quality is much better than it was before. So today, what are we talking about? Um, I'm not interviewing anybody today. This is just a one-on-one with me. So, if this is this type of podcast is not uh, of interest to you, by all means, you can skip ahead to, you know, one of the other interviews I've done. I've done, I believe, five now. So, uh, today, what we're talking about are warrants. And when I say warrants, no, I don't mean when you've got when you're doing something you're not supposed to, and you have a warrant out for your arrest. But it's a different kind of warrant, a warrant that is meant for investments uh, as an investment vehicle. And uh, I'm gonna chalk this one up. This was some. This is one that I've wanted to do my research and do a podcast on for a little while, but I got a question from a good friend yesterday on them. So. I had to do the research to answer his question because I honestly didn't know and uh, we're gonna jump right in so what are warrants warrants essentially are similar to options but with some really key differences uh, and usually a warrant uh, you know as you as you get into investing and start trading you'll notice that obviously a lot of the ways to buy any of these investment um, any of these investment either stocks or bonds uh, are done through a secondary market like an index uh, or you know like really you're buying it from um, the market right with a warrant they're not most of them not all of them but most of them are not traded openly on the market some are and we'll go into that in just a little bit but really most of them are actually issued directly from the company who is uh, giving out the warrant so it's a direct issuance from the company. And honestly, most people that receive warrants are either someone who works for the company. So this could be a way for a company to incentivize their employees, or a lot of times warrants can also be given to early on investors um, before they go public. This is one way that warrants are then given out or earned per se. Um, a huge difference between a warrant and an option is uh the lifespan so if you guys have started to look at options uh we've done a podcast a few podcasts around the general themes of options and if you've looked into those by now you'll notice that an option really uh is exercised within for the most part within the within two years from today's date you normally won't see options beyond that time frame A year and a half to two years, really. Warrants, on the other hand, uh, have enormous lifespans. And some warrants can even get up to 15 to 20 years in length, which just means that you have the ability to wait 15 or 20 years from the date you get the warrant until you have to either exercise or not exercise the warrant, which is powerful. Um, It can create a lot more risk, but it also can... uh, be a way if you are able to get your hands on one uh, it gives you some uh, long-term strategy on when you can expect to exercise those and hopefully make money off of them so what is a what is a warrant uh, in its simplest terms? so really a warrant is a promise from a company um, that you can exercise at any point in the future before the exercise date so like i said if the exercise date on a warrant is 20 years, today is June 16th, 2020. So I would have 20 years to exercise the warrant. So I have until June 16th of 2040 to exercise that. And and what happens is if a, when a warrant is exercised, instead of you just getting uh, shares of a stock that are already traded in the market, the company actually is going to issue new stock for you. So if I owned one warrant, I decided to exercise it. The company actually has to add a new share, which is what's called dilutive. And dilutive, just think of, you know, when you're diluting anything, it means that if there were a 100 shares in the market and you were just someone who had bought this share on the open market, you know, you just bought a stock. Once someone else exercises the warrant, well, now I made that company, or you know, create a new share. So now there's 101 shares in the market. Um, so now my pr- the share that I had owned before that warrant exercise time um, is now not worth as much as it was right before. So it's dilutive. It, it it makes the pool of the shares that are currently in the market worth slightly less when a warrant is exercised. Um Really, when it comes to warrants, they're not talked about a ton anymore in the U.S. Uh, they used to be a much bigger thing a few decades ago, but you do still see some pop up from time to time. One of the things that while I was doing my research, I noticed was that I think a lot of companies kind of moved away from them because of the unwanted potential risk that comes with having warrants out on the market, right? So... Um, Unlike you know like a bond where once you exer- like once you reach the maturity date on a bond that money is guaranteed or you know the company knows once you know the day they issue the bond they know when that bond expires how much they owe on that bond um, technically with a warrant it's kind of backwards so what happens is and i 'll walk through an example here shortly uh, that'll do a better job of explaining this but when you, um, when you exercise your warrant, that company owes you a share instead of you having a guaranteed price that the market value is worth. So you know obviously the stock price is constantly changing, but your warrant value is fixed. And this will all make a lot more sense once I walk through the example here shortly. But on the company's side, not knowing how much a stock is worth when they go to give you this new share um, can be a very risky thing for a company. So that's really why uh, they've kind of gone away. Now, they're not as common in the U.S., but I was able to find that they are actually pretty popular and pretty common in countries like Hong Kong, Germany, um, and a few other European and Asian countries. So they do still exist. Like I said, they're just not as common here in the United States. Warrants um, that do trade on open markets really are usually traded at a premium. And that's obviously because if you're someone who has the warrant and today you could sell the warrant, you know, let's just say for $10, um, you're obviously going to want to make your cut. So you're going to sell it for a little bit more. Um that's pretty common. And I think that would make, once I walk through this example, I think this stuff will make sense. Um, And then the one thing to remember with warrants are they have a long lifespan, right? So like 15 to 20 years. Uh, As you get closer and closer and closer to that expiration date, the price of the warrant on the open market should continue to decrease. It's called decaying. So the price will really decay um, as you get closer and closer to that maturity date, because when, once you get closer and closer to that maturity date, there's obviously not as much time left for that stock to fluctuate up or down. But in, in theory, the hope is that it would be going up. And so the amount of money you could potentially make off of this warrant, uh, de- basically it, it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. The upside up of what you could make on it gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you get closer to the date. There are, like I said before, there's not very many warrants that are traded on the open market, but there are some. And if you do find a company who has warrants traded on the open market, the way you'll know if it's a warrant or just the stock is most warrants have the stock ticker symbol with a W on the end. So it would be like Apple, AAPL dot W. That would be like a warrant from Apple. They don't have warrants, but if they did, that's what it would sound like. Uh, and that's kind of the background of warrants. Uh, I hope I hope that all kind of makes sense. It's a little theoretical. And I, that's why I put together an example that we'll walk through next. And I think that will really help um, explain the differences between the two. So, okay, here's the example that I'll walk through for a warrant. So let's say you you know it's today it's june 16th 2020 and you are offered a ten dollar warrant that's good for one share of company abc so you know let's say you're an employee of company abc and you've done a great job so instead of giving you a bonus in cash they give you a warrant you get one warrant. Again, it's worth $10, and it has a 20 year life, ex- or it has a 20 year maturity date. So it's today, again, June 16, 2020. You have the warrant in your hands, and you have until June 16, 2040 to exercise this warrant. And again, this is like Warrant 101. There's a little more complexity we could get into in a future episode, but for today, we're just gonna keep it pretty simple. So you have your warrant and you have 20 years to exercise it. Now, let's just say the stock is volatile. It's always swinging up, it's swinging down. It kind of swings all over the place depending on what the news is that is tied to your guys' company, ABC. And today, on June 16th, let's just say that the stock is trading at $8.50 well your warrant warrant is $10. So remember, the warrant what's important is number 1 the price of the warrant, which is what you'll have to pay to get one share. And then obviously what's all, what's always important is how many shares. So this one's worth 1 and what the stock is trading at today, which I said was 850. So your warrant price today is actually above the price of the stock trading in the market. So if you were today to to exercise your warrant, which would be a bad idea, and I'll tell you why, is because you would have to give, you know, $10 to the company to exercise this warrant, and then they would give you one share of company ABC stock. Well, that that stock is only worth 8.50 today. So it actually would have cost you a dollar 50 just to gain that share. And remember, you got this as compensation from work. So it shouldn't cost you anything. If anything, the hope would be that you can make money off of this. Okay. So that's today. So if you're someone who knows a little bit about warrants, um, again, I'm not any type of hedge fund manager by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I did do my research here. So this is, you know, in this example, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, if you did your quick research and just figured out what a warrant is, you would quickly see that you would not want to exercise this today. Okay. Now we're going to fast forward. It's two years from now and you're, you're, you still have your warrant. You haven't exercised it yet. Remember you had 20 years. So, you know, for two years from now, it's, it's June 16th, 2022, and you now have 18 years left until the warrant expires. Good news is it's been two years, and the stock has gone from eight fifty dollars to $25 per share. So it's jumped drastically. Great things are happening at this company. Uh, you guys are up over 100%, and things are just moving and grooving. And you want to think about exercising your warrant. Now, in this example, you know you still have 18 years left on the warrant. Remember that. It's a really key component of this. But you could exercise your warrant for $10 a share. Now you'd, again, you'd pay your $10 to get to exercise the warrant and the company would have to give you one share. That share, however, was, is $25 today. That's what the price is on the open market. So right away you paid $10 for something that's worth 25. Now you could do a couple things. You could obviously just sell it immediately back onto the market. So, you know, the company gave you a new share uh, that was given out because you exercised your warrant. You got that share, you turned around Robin Robinhood account and you sold it. You sold the, the share and you make $25. You paid 10, so you profited $15. That is something that is completely in your rights to do. And part of owning a warrant, you are totally allowed to do that and could do so immediately. Um, now, even though the stock is up to 25 from the 850 when we were issued this warrant and our warrants, you know, a $10 warrant, If this is a volatile stock, and this is where warrants, it gets really interesting. Because it's a warrant, and you have such a long time until it expires, you might want to take a step back and think about what the future could hold for company ABC. Now, if you feel like $25 is super overpriced, and there's no way it's ever going to get higher than that, then maybe exercising it this early on in this Warren's lifespan makes the most sense. But like I said, it's got 18 years left. So if you think about the way stock prices fluctuate, and again, at the beginning of this example, we're saying that this is a very volatile company over 18 more years. This company could go up to a thousand dollars a share, right? That's totally possible. Or Something horrible could happen and you guys could go bankrupt. Like Anything is possible over that time frame and you don't know what the future holds. And that's where the risk comes in with warrants. You obviously don't know and you have to make an educated decision at some point. Now, if you hold on to that and let's just say, let's let's go to the other side of the example. Instead of exercising this after two years, you decide that, you know what? I'm just going to wait until that last year and I'm just going to sell it at whatever it's at. Cause I think it's going to go up. I think it's going to, you know, we're going to quadruple in price on the stock market and it'll be worth it to hold on the closer you get to that exit to the maturity date, the less this is worth in the open market. So if you wanted to go sell it um, and now we're in, you know, 2039 and let's just say the stock, Holy cow, it had gone up to $350 a share. We decided to keep holding on to it, hoping it would go up to 500 It ended up falling down to $12. We're actually going to file for bankruptcy, we think, in the next year. And things are not looking good. Well, now you, could t- you, you basically just lost a ton of potential money. But you know it could have also gone up if bankruptcy wasn't a thing in the future of this company. All of this is arbitrary, no one knows, but it gives you, what I wanted to explain was it gives you a long horizon to make it the best possible decision from your perspective with your educated guests in your own research on when to exercise this warrant. So this person owning one warrant of company ABC, um, they could have done a couple of different things. Right? They could have hopefully not exercised this when the stock price was less than the warrant. Otherwise, they would have paid money out of pocket to own the warrant when they could have just held on to see if it goes above the, the warrant price. Um, the company could have gone up, and then they could have exercised it then and made money and held on to it and then just owned the share. They could have turned around and sold it right away and just made a profit from the warrant. Or they could have waited all the way to the exercise date and seen uh, what happens once they got closer. Any of those options are available. It's kind of a cool thing to diversify. It's kind of a, I shouldn't say thing. It's kind of a cool component that you could add to your portfolio to diversify uh, just what you're doing, right? Um, and and then the other, it just, it's one of those things where especially if it's, if it's something at a company that you work at, uh, it's pretty neat to be able to have an opportunity to have the power to hold on to a warrant um, until you see the time being right to exercise it. So I hope that all makes sense. It, again, there there's something that's not talked about very often, but in case you stumble upon them, I think it's a good thing uh, to look at. Some of the some of the newer stocks uh, I've been seeing have warrants. Uh, it popped up because uh, my friend was asking me about this because Nikola, which is that electric truck company that I had talked about and invested in a few weeks ago, uh, they do have a warrant. You cannot trade them on Robinhood today. Robinhood does not support uh, warrants, but that is an example of one you can go take a look at. So it's nkla.w and you can see uh, the warrant that they currently have available on the market. All right, everybody, that's it today. I hope you all learned a little bit about warrants and how they work. And if anything, uh, if you didn't know what, what warrants were, now you do. Thanks as always for listening. I can't thank you guys enough for uh, continuing to support the podcast. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening, everybody, to today's episode. I just wanted to quickly get on here and remind you of a few things. Number one, there are two links in the show notes. The first one is to the COVID Rebound Stock Market Tracker. That is a place where I am keeping track of all of the companies that I want to invest in post COVID dip, as well as all of my current thoughts on the market. This is also where you'll find tabs that walk through a lot of the examples of the math behind the concepts that I talk about on the podcast. Secondly, there's a link to Robinhood. Robinhood is the investment platform that I personally use. They are not a sponsor of the podcast yet. And that is a great place for you to start your investing journey if you haven't already. And even if you have, I would suggest taking a look at Robinhood. Uh, It's zero commission fees. There's no fees at all to start or to trade. Uh, And by using the link, you will receive a free stock. And lastly, just want to remind you guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, I can't thank you enough uh, for listening, but what I would really, really, really need and would love your help with is to uh, smash that subscribe button, smash that like button, and please leave a review. It helps a lot for the growth of this podcast and this platform. Thank you so much again, and I hope you guys have a fantastic day.